like we've got podcasters coming down the tunnel please advise can you confirm if they are infected or not over cannot confirm visually if bogeys are infected please advise over kill them over with pleasure Movies for when, movies for when, until we record again. We've got uninfected! I saw these guys at the Alamo Draft House! Over! We're survivors, and we're gonna make it. Welcome back to Movies for When, everybody. If you can't welcome. tell... Welcome! Welcome! Uh, hop aboard this train... Maybe not this train. Whoop, whoop, hitch a ride, booth son. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> uh, we are um, here by wrapping up, I think, our Korean cinema kick theme. This is our third movie. This is the audience pick. If you couldn't tell from that uh, believable and delightful sketch at the beginning, we are covering Train to Busan, the audience picked right again folks you did it you did it people thank you Congratulations. and we couldn't be more proud of you yeah the kind of the plan going into it was whatever won we were just gonna also do train to busan anyway <laughs> <laughs> we would have honored the vote but then also like extended the theme to cover this one we were really excited to see it so you know when they say when your fate is inevitable why not vote for it you know <laughs> ah, that's a reference i like it yeah uh, the vote was pretty close train to busan one of course but close second was snowpiercer so it was the, like one vote yeah the people yearn for the trains i guess yeah. <laughs> this is a very rail centric um audience we have trains are over with our audience brother <laughs> trains are over big <laughs> I just, I don't know. They saw the ending of Memories of Murder. They're like, I need more train tunnel scenes. <laughs> <laughs> they got them <laughs> in space, Man, baby. That's a lot of train tunnels in a row for us. <laughs> yeah, I guess Korea's like transportation infrastructure is a little more rail based uh, than ours. That makes sense. Yeah, trains are much less of a thing here, especially in. In Texas. I can't I can't tell you the nearest train tunnel, honestly. If I've got yeah. an important document to read in the rain, I don't know where to go, honestly. <laughs> Neither did Marty McFly. <laughs> uh, so I guess that's kind of like watching three American movies in a row and being like, it was insane. In all three of them, there was a taxi cab. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like... I just needed perspective. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe we're dumb. <laughs> uh, this this uh, this country's set up differently. We're like, holy shit. My God, trains, they're everywhere. It's a train-centric nation. <laughs> We're trying to tell us something. Thomas uh, is big in Korea. He's <laughs> just trying to get to work. Uh, <laughs> all right, Denny, before we get into Train to Busan, what else have you been watching this week? Um, Another lighter week. I've been busy in a home buying process that seems to be coming to a close. Oh. Yeah. Whoop, whoop, we're already folks. talking about how we're going to turn our pool into a dive-in movie theater. That's right. Dive-in! Movies in the pool, bro. Think about it. Oh, hold on. Let me get ready for it. Oh. I'm prepared. I can almost hear the bratwurst grilling. <laughs> sizzle, sizzle. Um, Hopefully there's not a drizzle. I don't know. But as promised, That's I did finish Billy Madison mm. um, mm-hmm. to, to see how it held up. Uh, I've got to say, I thought it was really funny, and not in a, like, I remember laughing at this when I was 12 kind of funny, like, in a, like, I'm actually laughing at this now funny. It was a Mm -hmm. a really funny movie. I still think millennials are going to be homers for it. I doubt Gen Z will love it. But in the same way that it's like, I can look at Blazing Saddles and tell you it's funny, but, like... For, like, Gen X men, that was, like, an unforeseen level of comedy. You know, like, (laughs) like, I can still tell it's a funny movie, but I don't appreciate it like they do. You know, like, Mm -hmm. and I think, I think Billy Madison is very much that for 90s babies. um, And I'm fine with it. I'm fine with my bias towards it because I do think it has enough of its own merit to warrant my bias. Um, And you know what? I had such a good time that when I finished it. I just had to throw on Happy Gilmore just to, just to see if it held up. Nice. Um, and uh, it's not as good as Billy Madison, but it is still very good. I think I gave it like a, a 37, you know, like, which for Greg, that's like incredible. For me, that's kind of what I give like a slightly above average movie. So, um, yeah. But uh, Happy Gilmore was a good time, man. It was It was a really fun movie. Again, lots of jokes that still land. It is a little cringe to watch Adam Sandler write himself as, like, a badass who beats up everyone and always gets laid and is really tough. Um, but uh, that's neither here nor there. He does it mm-hmm. in, like, every movie. You're just kind of going to get that with Adam Sandler. Um, yeah, I got bad news about a Neil, this Neil Breen fella. <laughs> but um, I think that's my entire watch list. I don't even. I think I've watched like a lot of reruns of like comfort shows. I don't think I even have any new TV to report. Okay. Uh, what about you? Now you were focused on the Sandman. Yes. And I didn't have a transition there for that. Anyways, I've. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to transition to something, but it it, it fell apart. Uh, I did a rewatch of. Well, I'm in the middle of a rewatch. I should say of a show. That I haven't seen since, like, maybe right after high school. Band of Brothers. Uh, oh, yeah. The classic HBO show. I mean, sorry, Max show. God, don't remind me. So fucking stupid. Hey, where can I watch good HBO shows? Mm, I don't know. Maybe we have them. Max? <laughs> Ask Maxwell. It just, it's just the vibe of, like, a kid in the 90s naming their golden retriever. That's... <laughs> when i hear max that's what i think 
And that's like Or like it's not a goofy negative in the nineties naming another dog. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's a negative feeling, it's just kinda like, oh. You, wait, you want us to take you seriously? <laughs> like Yeah. Like that's a fun, whimsical thing for the app that I'm going to to watch my World War Two dramas and succession. <laughs> like it's no, it doesn't really fit. Um I don't think there were any Golden Retrievers in The Last of Us, but Band of Brothers is good. I'm a huge mark for like World War II stuff. Um, I'm not, you know, period dramas, period pieces, whatever. I don't really care about history, but World War II just pulls at my aging white male heartstrings, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, you, a man reaches a certain age where he becomes preoccupied with World War II. It's either World War II... Or smoking meats. And if you're lucky, some oh. kind of combination. <laughs> I got smoking meats, dude. I don't give a shit about World War II, but I, I like I like to barbecue. Oh, my God. And, yeah, and if the house buying thing goes through as planned, there's going to be a lot of that going on. Just Boy, like... is there. Boy, is there, Greg. Hell, yeah. I did watch two movies, I will say. It wasn't just television. I w- my wife and I watched... It's like the number one movie on Netflix right now, Missing. We wanted to see it in theaters. We just never got around to it. It has the lead actress. She was a character in Euphoria. And she was also um, Ellie's love interest in that flashback episode in The Last of Us. Oh, cool. Yeah. She was... The, the movie is basically... I think it's like a soft sequel to like a 2018 film where the entire movie is experienced through like a computer screen it's basically just like a screen recording of her laptop as she tries to like her mom goes missing basically name of the movie uh mom goes missing while she's on vacation so the daughter is like calling people like searching like trying to figure out like her mom's boyfriend's password to like his google account and like it, it's pretty interesting. It's a really good um, use of the medium, I will say. If that sounds like it sucks, where it's just like looking at a computer screen, I think it's actually really the strong point of the movie. Wow. Really really good editing. The editors that it's of, like, the soft... The movie that it's kind of sequeling, the editors of that movie directed this one. So they, they knew what they were doing and, like, how to make this, like, on-screen experience work in a film narrative kind of setting. So Cool. It was cool. Um, the, the story takes some jumps that I'm like, okay, I don't really know about this here. But uh, overall, a very enjoyable watch, and it's on Netflix, so check it out. Just don't share your password, or you will be shot, I think. I think that's their new policy. So, the other movie I watched. <laughs> Rough week for streaming services, by the way. They're, they're getting roasted very appropriately in this, uh, in this conversation. <laughs> Thank you for saying appropriately. Uh, a, a streaming service that I'm not roasting right now. Uh, I'm a little mad they didn't change their name in the vein of HBO Max to just Cock. On Pe- <laughs> Peacock kept their name the same. And on that app, I watched Cocaine Bear, which I realize now my phone in my notes autocorrected it to Combine Bear, which is not at all what I watch. Cocaine Bear. What do you think? Yikes. Yikes? <laughs> I thought yikes. Oh, uh, I thought it was fun. It is a fun movie, and I'm glad I watched it, but my heart goes out to the, 
person that edited this film. It, it just—it <laughs> seemed like they had absolutely minimal to work with, and they just made—they tried to make it work as best they could. I got some solid laughs though. It was a good time. Some some really cool deaths of some actors that I really like. So like it, it was thoroughly enjoyable, really fun, but like I think it's um, Elizabeth Banks's first film she's directed am i right about that i believe that? so yeah yeah she'll get better uh <clears throat> nothing was like incompetently shot or anything like that but it mm -hmm. was just like man we could have used more coverage because that cut made no sense uh, it's it's some it's some weird stuff that just felt like they didn't maybe plan everything out but enjoyable movie funny what a way for the homie Ray Liotta to go out, huh? Yeah, no kidding. It was it was wonderful seeing him again. And I think we said when we when he passed too, it's just like this guy is giving it his all no matter what. And that carried over to this movie, man. Like mm -hmm. he's an absolute treat to watch. That movie could have been a lot worse and he still would have like been the bright shining light in it. Love that yeah. guy. <sighs> Rest in peace to a king. Denny. You ready to take a ride? Chugga 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 choo choo! I think I can. I think I can. I think I can stop this infection if we shut this door and tie neckties around the handle. <laughs> it's Train to Busan, folks. We're on our way on this uh, rail-bound adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Grab your daughter and. Run your breath, run until your heart stops. It's Train to Busan, a 2016 film that you can watch basically everywhere, but I watched it on Peacock. It's on like Me too. Tubi and a bunch of stuff. It's... Let's start calling it The Cock. Mmm, maybe it'll catch on. Caught, any, on caught, anything, caught anything new and nifty on The Cock, Denny? <laughs> Why, yes, I saw a bear do cocaine. But yeah, before we get into Train to Busan... I have a Critiker review of the week for us, Denny. What a gimmick. Let's go. Critiker review of the week is as follows. This person gave it a 7 out of 10 and said, I have had it with these motherfucking zombies on this motherfucking train. <laughs> a sentiment felt by all involved. Beautiful. I try to Beautiful. give you only the best. I was scrambling to find one like right before we hit record. And I hit gold. So, yep. There we go. Winner of a review. That's really the Train to Busan of Train to Busan reviews. <laughs> Thank you? It, it did what Train to Busan did for the zombie genre with reviews. Hmm. Was. Wait. <laughs> Ripped off Samuel L. Jackson? I don't know. Anyways. I uh, uh, I pretty much just say a bunch of random bullshit for an hour and we call it a podcast. It's not all going to make sense or track logically, Greg. I'm yeah. sorry. Like, yeah, I don't know what you're expecting. <laughs> Welcome to the show, people. Uh, <laughs> if you don't know by now, now you know. Denny, speaking of uh, saying random bullshit, do you want to summarize Train to Busan for us? Boy, do I. Um, so, business dad is being a business dad uh, and... He's such a business dad that he's forgetting to raise his daughter. All he can ever do is buy her Nintendo Wii's over and over and over again because he thinks that's all being a parent is. Nine um, years after the Wii came out. <laughs> I, that is my first note. 
three you years. Supposed to be rich, you fuck. <laughs> at least three or four years after the release of the Wii U, this motherfucker's still buying a Nintendo Wii. He starts to feel bad for being such a shitty parent that he agrees to take his daughter on the train to Busan where she'll be able to see her mom. And man, he couldn't have picked a worse day for it. Or if your glass is half full, this is the only reason that they lived as long as they did. Um, so <laughs> he picked a great day to go on the train. <laughs> um, train to boost mom. Uh, while they're there, um, zombies start biting people, as you might expect. Um, business dad uh, acts very selfishly and is reproached by his daughter and this awesome jacked hero of a man. Um, and eventually they're trying to get away from the zombies. They're finding out there's all their plans aren't going to work. And business dad has a moment of clarity when his kid's like, you only care about yourself. No one likes you. You're the reason mom left, you piece of shit. Um, and he's like, oh, mm -hmm. you've changed me. I'm going to care now. And he starts caring about other people. Um, and there's some really cool scenes where they're evading the zombies and then uh, it turns out there's an even worse business dad on the train. Um, he's the COO of the rail company. He's a real business daddy. And he's even more selfish than our first business dad. Um, and they, you know, people die when they could have lived. They won't let him stay in the safe train compartment. Um He's taking care of this pregnant woman. Kids are dying. It's like Battle Royal. Um, the jacked hero man dies. And then uh, they escape to the front engine. And then the evil business dad bites the less evil business dad. And uh, he has to say goodbye to his daughter and jump off a train and die. And she's all sad and crying. And she's with this pregnant lady she's never met before. She's going down a tunnel. Um, and there's this real cool Chekhov gun that fires that I didn't set up. Um, the kid didn't finish their uh, their uh, recital of Aloha Way, uh, and uh, they start singing it, and they realize because they're singing they're not infected, and the army doesn't shoot them, and then you cry because it was so beautiful. Uh, yeah, full spoilers here, folks. If you... <laughs> That was more of a play-by-play. -play. I don't know how to summarize this, because if I summarized it, I'd just be like, well, they got on a train and fought off some zombies, and only some of them lived. I wanted Why to give a little more color than that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what you could have done. Uh, oh, I was trying to give a little more... Uh, uh, pizzazz. Yeah. Show. Hey. Something for the audience to sink their teeth into, you know? Ah, on theme. I like it. I know, I know. Oh holy shit! No, what a what a cool, what a cool little flick. Good summary. We do like a play by play every once in a while. Like you can't just be like a zombie movie, but on a train and in Korea. You gotta mm -hmm. express why it's a little bit different than that. Why it's a little bit better than just your average zombie movie. Mm -hmm. And Denny, I gotta say, the reason I think this is better than most other zombie movies, we're just kind of. In this one, we're subtly building terror. Oh, we didn't get into relationships with this movie. Ha ha! Oh yeah, fuck! I forgot. Let me stop that train before it leaves the station. Hop over here, Denny. I'll give my relationship with Flick real quick. Never saw it. I've been wanting to see it for a while. Glad it's on this theme. Just watched it for the first time today. Denny's Yay. turn. <laughs> Um, not much more. Saw it once before. It was on my annual movie list, and uh, I watched it one day, and I really liked it. <laughs> so that's that's all I got. So um, only, this is your second time? Second time watching, yeah. Nice. 
Yep. Uh, yeah, we said it before. I'm I'm really glad. Like these Korean movies are pretty much always on like Tubi or like something extremely accessible. Yeah, like the cock. Yeah, yeah. The cock is just you know, you got the burning <laughs> on the cock. Uh, <laughs> Had to go to the doctor for that one. Yeah, burning on burning is on the cock. <laughs> Tragically, uh, Train to Busan is there too. Man, that's just some cool. It's just it's just so cool that it's just so widely accessible. Yeah. So, I think I brought it up either like I kind of summarized the theme this way, but it's always fun to think about like if this was an American-made movie, how would it be worse? And I think. <laughs> The first 10, 15 minutes, like, leading up to, okay, now we all know that zombies are here. That kind of, like, oh, one person might be infected, and they're just kind of, like, teasing it a little, but the main characters don't know it's a zombie outbreak yet. Mm. All those moments, I think, are the strongest part of the film. Super cool. I really mm-hmm. like the first 15, 20 minutes of this film a lot. I like the rest of it, too, but, like, that's, I think that's my favorite. I think that's what makes it stand out for me as a zombie flick. Well, and I think what makes, like... The characters, all, all of the human drama beats hit. Mm-hmm. And I find that incredibly rare in zombie movies where I'm very invested in the characters. I'm feeling what the filmmakers want me to feel. Usually the human drama is like how you're going to fill time because you can't just have 90 minutes of zombies biting people with no dialogue. Right. Like right, that's. Like- we gotta it's have like, we gotta have people saying each other's names in some manner so we know who right. they are. We still say business dad, but you know. Right. Well, and it's it's exactly that. It's all so labored usually. You know, like it's like, ugh, we know you're here to see the zombies, but we have to do this. I here know. it is. I you know. know, like we, we don't get... love writing it. We know you don't love watching it, but here's some human drama in the zombie movie. All right, it's in the contract, there has to be a pre-show before the main <laughs> event. Like we got to all sit through it. You can pay attention or check out or if you want. This is a good time to go to the bathroom, everybody. You know, just get that out of the way ahead of time. Yeah. But instead of getting up and grabbing a drink or making my popcorn, I was invested in this yep. in this character drama. Well, it's... if. It feels more. It feels like the movie is about the relationships between the characters more than it's about the zombie outbreak. Mm-hmm. Like the zombie outbreak is something that's complicated these characters' relationships with each other. You know, like but that's mm-hmm. the focus of the movie is not the outbreak. We know very little about it. We know what the characters know. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and then in like a surprise reveal, it's kind of you know we've already spoiled the home movie. Who gives a shit? So. Yeah. <laughs> It seems like Business Dad may have been slightly involved with it. I didn't yeah. really understand that reveal because I guess I wasn't paying too much attention to like mm-hmm. what was going on with their company at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But um, it doesn't seem... <laughs> I guess he redeems himself. It doesn't seem like that threat is uh, resolved very strongly. Sure, yeah. <laughs> it was just a little extra evil feather in his cap, I'm sure. Yeah, it, but it it was just goes to show, like in the rest of the movie, like business dads can change. And yeah, yeah, he it, he used to be a piece of shit though. Oh, he used to be a huge piece of shit. That baby knows. <laughs> I'm worried that the zombies think that people can't change. <laughs> oh, that's why I can't hold the zombies. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like last little bit on those intro scenes there were i think i counted at least three moments where 
something kind of happens in the background and maybe like a character just doesn't look at the right time there's uh-huh. like some piece of action in the background and they don't use jump scare music Woo! it yeah! just happens it happens or like this organic sound of like a slight like little thud kind of like a zombie jumps on a woman like but the daughter character is like not looking out the window at the time so you just hear like a little boop, like of just someone getting jumped and she like looks at the wrong time and the train goes mm-hmm. by and it's just like we saw it but they didn't do like a big music sting of Dun! like yeah. you're scared like no <laughs> it's way scarier to make it like blink and you miss it and you know oh mm-hmm. i love it stuff like absolutely, that absolutely man it's it's such a like finessed movie like there's just so like I, I don't have a negative. I don't have a negative about this movie. I don't have a critique. Do you? Um, some, like, minor things. And I <laughs> I don't want to spoil your score because I did look at Critic Currency. So okay, I won't spoil it. But I, I, know, I know you're very high on this film. Yeah. Um, my only stuff with this movie really is, like... I can see the strings that are being pulled basically like i I think there was a moment where business dad puts uh business daughter like down on the ground like in the um the aisle way of the train and i think there's a taped yellow x as if that's her mark (laughs) (laughs) shit i didn't see that it's little it's little stuff like that but and None of the character stuff is getting me out of the movie. I will say that. I think it's just some of the filmmaking stuff. I think there was, like, a limitation with the budget. I I can see the strings of, like, okay, we in order to achieve this, we have to use some CGI. And I can, like, tell, like, how they did it. But me being able to tell how they did it, it's just making me appreciate it a lot more. It's just, like, they're combining, like, practical and CGI effects. Like, there's a part where they... You know, they go to the town at the end of the line. They're running away from, like, the entire military is infected now. Mm -hmm. The army zombies break through the glass, and then there's, like, a flood of them flowing out of the glass doors. Mm -hmm. And it looks really good. Cut away to the characters, and then you cut back, and then there's, like, a bunch of them running. And then you could see, like, a pile of what looks like mannequins dressed in camo on the ground you're just like i i see how they did these things they didn't resort to pure cgi they kind of used it to sort of bridge the gaps and still achieve kind of a um the intended effect of like a swarm of zombies yeah so i'm not hating on it too much dude i was i was looking for mannequins and didn't see them like, I, I was looking at those shots and was like, how did they fucking pull this off? Like, I knew, obviously, like, it wasn't just a bunch of people, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, but, like, those flowing dog pile zombie shots. Holy yeah. shit, man. They're so good. There's, yeah, two things about them. They use it sparingly, which I love. There's some restraint there, so it's really effective when it does happen, when there's just, like, a dog pile of, like, bodies flowing over each other. It's really cool. And the first time you see it, I think it's it's one in, in one of the train cars, and they're all, like, coming at the camera. It's just, like, it's, like, 
five or six zombies and then nine or ten and then all of a sudden like the entire screen is full of them like jumping over each other you're like yeah. holy shit yep extremely effective i was like all right this movie just got bumped up a tier for me <laughs> like this is really cool <laughs> i um yeah I, I would compare this um to i would contrast this successfully in in terms of uh success of intent i would contrast this to world war z in a lot of ways i feel like this movie is the anti-world war z i haven't seen world war z so i don't know explain tell me more. don't worry about it well what we were talking about at first is just like okay we got to get through how we know the characters we got to get through what their names are here's brad pitt's job that kind of thing mm-hmm. and world war z is <laughs> just like Here's Brad Pitt watching the news on the television. Uh-oh, I have made pancakes for the children. This is the character development scene. And then we go into the zombie stuff. And it's just horrible. It's so yeah. bad. This movie is the antithesis of that, where I feel for the characters. I understand them. I'm endeared to the kid um, and, and the issues presented with the family dynamic and that kind of thing. And then also World War Z is kind of known for that like flood of zombie thing where they're just like piling on top of each other using a pile of bodies to like like a swarm of ants like climb walls and stuff like that and mm-hmm. it's 100 percent cgi and used very often with no restraint and not very effective and this movie is the antithesis of that so i'm sure there's going to be more examples of that later can't wait to get into it because that movie sucked and this movie's good <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm trying to think of the movies that I'd compare it to. Um <clears throat> and I can think of two and it's uh, one is 28 days later just because it's like a daylight cityscape uh mm-hmm. action actiony fast moving zombie movie. You know like they're they're kind of in the same vein. Props to um, props to keeping this one in the daylight. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. It, it gives it a real unique identity. There's a lot of, like, royal blue in this movie that really pops. Like, not the color scheme you'd think of uh, for, for zombies. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, the only other movie I'd really compare it to is the OG of the OGs, Night of the Living Dead. Um, mm. they, they treat the outbreak very similarly, where, like, we know it has basically rapidly affected the whole world essentially you know like um Mm -hmm. but the characters don't really know what's going on right like the characters are isolated enough to uh essentially not already be infected and that's the only people who aren't infected right now um and again just like brother i've seen a lot of zombie movies i've seen a whole bunch of them um and I'm I'm not really into most of them. Like I think yeah. Zombie Zombieland blows. You know, like I I'm <laughs> I'm not into this stuff um, for the most part. Um, but like I would seriously like I I think most of them don't hit their mark. Like they 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 don't get shit out of the characters like you're talking about with World War Z. Uh, two of the only ones that I can think of that do are Night of the Living Dead and Train to Busan that make me like cry because someone died in a zombie movie. Normally in a zombie movie, I'm partially rooting for the zombies, you know, <laughs> like that's, <laughs> um, but like the, the way they, uh, 
manage to make one or two deaths really mean something, both in Night of the Living Dead and Train to Busan drew obvious comparisons to me. Um, nice. God, I love I love both of those movies. I, I think they're both just like carpentry, like just like sturdy, awesome, passing the inspection on the home carpentry. My foundation is great, by the way. <laughs> You're in a mindset this week, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> And Zombieland is busy electrocuting us in the pool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if I may compare this to real life situation. So, uh, I, I like what you said about, you know, we're just kind of this rapid spreading thing and characters are limited in information they're receiving. You know, Night of the Living Dead, they depend on the radio and television broadcasts to kind of tell them what's going on and what to do. And that's all very realistic. I mean, I would compare that to this, where it's it's like, you know, there's a zombie outbreak. The entire infrastructure for, like, internet and cell phones isn't going to shut down within, like, 20 minutes of, like, a outbreak, right? So The most insane thing evil businessman did was crush that phone. I was like, you're going to fucking break a cell phone right now, you fucking idiot? Just screen the call. <laughs> You do not want to destroy communication technology, you fucking idiot. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> this this movie's not, you know, I feel like a worse movie would just be like, ah, cell phones don't work now, it's just yes! this group of people and they have to do yes. stuff. Like, no, cell phones are still working for a little bit. We Just like Night of the Living Dead, how much can we trust the information that we're getting? Things are rapidly evolving. We're like, okay, this is the safe city. And it's just like, well... In the next two minutes, that could change. And it did when they get to that um, that final city at the end of the tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's not like cell phones wouldn't work and people wouldn't use them. Mm-hmm. And I think this movie does a really good job at... It doesn't feel like it's working around it. It's it's exploring the use of this technology, modern technology, in like a reasonable way. Yeah. It's not like, oh shit, how do we deal with the fact that they have working cell phones? It's like kind of embracing it and using it as like a storytelling tool of like unreliable information. Like even if they have the means to communicate with others, how reliable is the information they're getting? And that just kind of makes this whole, every single stop this train makes, are we actually safe? It just kind of this tension you always feel like you don't know until you're actually there seeing it, mm-hmm. if you're safe or not. So thumbs yeah. up. Well, and they, like, again, instead of the laziness of the cell phones are broken, they just show them, like, <laughs> you can call whoever you want. It's not going to help. You know, like, mm-hmm. we see business dad calls his mom, like, the only person he could think of to call, and she's slowly turning into a zombie while she's on the phone with him. You know, like, it's, like, it's awesome because they, they were smart enough to realize that the scope of their movie didn't require them to shut down cell phones cell phones become useless if anyone you would call has turned into a zombie right Mm -hmm. (laughs) like so it's just a nice little touch that i didn't think about at all until you said something that's really cool and of course like you gotta keep them because you they use it as a tool right when they like call they got the two phones next to each other give me your number throw the phone down the hall i'm gonna call it and the ringtone's going to distract the zombies so we can mm-hmm. run behind them. That kind of thing. So mm-hmm. that kind of stuff doesn't happen if you just nix a completely plausible piece of technology in your film. That's just that's just my take on it. 
glad to make you think about these kinds of things. Yeah, buddy. Great insight. Great insight. I do what I can. Um, what do you think of the tone of this film? I feel like having some kind of break from business dad and I think my I'll, all this to say I think my favorite group of characters are the teens with baseball bats they're awesome man those were some of the hardest deaths for me I felt really bad for them yeah I yeah. was hoping for more baseball teens to make it through but just the fact that we've got a, bun- a group of youths with baseball bats running around is just yeah like, <laughs> and they're like letterman jackets it just it just brings this endearing sort of charm yeah to the film it's not just everyone in like beaten down clothes and ties and shit like that like there's like the the scooby squad is fucking running around <laughs> a little bit love that love that it's just it's not it's not that silly it's not achieving some sort of like comedic pull it's it, but it is kind of like a yeah we got the jocks in the baseball bats yep. here to save the day a little bit but only for so long yeah, thankfully it wasn't the state theater convention that day. Um, <laughs> real fortunate that they caught the high schoolers on the way to a baseball game. Let me tell you. <laughs> Maybe the zombies choir. will change their minds with the power of song. <laughs> munch crunch, munch crunch. <laughs> I say this as a theater kid, we would have died. Okay? Mm-hmm. If, like, stop pretending you would have lived through the zombie outbreak because you... <laughs> because you have a dynamic personality all right (laughs) (laughs) and denny has a dynamic personality folks boy do i man i had a critique ready to go in my notes and i was really worried um to have to break this one out but then they uh proved me wrong oh shit not too much later i really thought because they establish it's something i hate in movies they establish like okay we're gonna be entering this tunnel soon it's going to be dark. The zombies can't see us. We can sneak past them. We're going to be in the dark for about two minutes here. And then they start really slow crawling, like, in the luggage, like, upper storage area. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, do we have to, like, say we have only two minutes of darkness and then we're going to take, like, ten minutes to, like, sneak past all the tra Oh, the sun's out. Never mind. <laughs> I didn't measure it to see if it was, like, a legit two minutes, but... I was almost annoyed, and then they proved me wrong. Good on him, man. Uh, I, I was also kind of going down that, oh, God damn it, I caught myself, but I'm going to say it anyway, train um, of thought. Mm. Um, no, but <laughs> also definitely was impressed that they were able to like stick to the rules of the reality they established. Um, but I got distracted because I realized I never answered your question about tone. I must have said oh, something that derailed us. God damn it. Ah, uh, we can't help ourselves. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I, I, the tone I found very refreshing, first of all, to the zombie genre. Because um, I feel like zombie genre, they either take it super seriously or it's like ironic. And I... I don't like either personally, Um, but also Mm -hmm. refreshing just in terms of what we've been covering lately, which is just like some very contemplative uh, dramas. You know, like it was nice to Mm -hmm. have a movie that uh, was, first of all, fun, um, but like this, it hits a sweet spot that not movie like it's it's where my favorite movies tend to land, where 
I want to have a good time. I want it to be lighthearted. I don't want to have to think about anything too serious like sexual assault or, you know, like I, I don't want it to go there. But I do want to feel something. You know, like I, I want to feel care. something. Yeah. 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 Um, and I find that very few movies can make me care and still have fun. Um, and that's something that I find very, very special about Train to Busan, uh, that I could be like, oh my god, what a zombie fight! And also, like, crying because a character lost a zombie fight, you know, back to mm -hmm. back. Like, um, what about you? What impressions did the tone leave you with? Basically the same thing. It's just, like, not taking itself too entirely seriously, but... Also allowing you to care, and it's not making fun of you for caring about certain yes. characters. Yeah. Yes. Um, we we've discussed that a lot over the last few weeks. I think you and Vanessa talked about it a little too. Mm -hmm. It's just like the movie doesn't insult you for giving a shit about the characters that it's trying to make you care about. <laughs> what is that? Why does that happen so much now? <laughs> I have no idea. It's I blame it's, Joss Whedon. <laughs> A lot of people blame him for a lot of things. Anyways. <laughs> Yeesh. Woo! But yeah, like... I... <laughs> some part of me still wants the daughter to have a nice birthday. You know? <laughs> she only wants to see her mom on her birthday. I'm... I'm rooting for that, and I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to be kind of sentimental about it, man. Like... God. They... They get... Like, Vanessa and I were, like, crying at the end of the movie. We watched it earlier today, and we were, like, in tears at the end, man. Like, it's so good. It's a great movie. It's yeah. a great movie, and it's it's got just the right amount of substantialness. Like, yeah. just the right amount. It's a balanced breakfast, you know? I'm talking, you have your Fruity Pebbles, you have your toast, you have your glass of orange juice, you have your fruit bowl, and the goddamn breakfast is balanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the the action is the sugary cereal you mentioned. So. Yes. Yeah. Well, they're they're great it's, zombie it's the fight main scenes. Course. They're some of my favorite zombie fights I've ever seen. They're all really really good, especially that one where they're like crawling in the luggage compartments. God, that's a money scene, man. So mm -hmm. good. Or like the fucking airport zombie fight. Just it's awesome. It's good Ooh, yeah. shit. That airport zombie fight or. Airport? Train station. Train station, this yes. Train station. Sorry. This is not plain to <laughs> I be. I think my American bias was showing. If there's a transportation terminal, it must be airplanes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we're American. Well, yeah, like that when the group of survivors first heads down like the stairs and the escalators and then just slowly see like all of the military personnel one of them turns around and you're like they're all zombies oh. yeah so good <laughs> that's brilliant stuff man that is that big bite of fruity pebbles that you're just like oh munch crunch munch crunch yeah more well the sense of dread that it's like you get there and like your your the the cavalry that you thought was going to come save you has already lost um, that's what you find out when you arrive is that the battle is already over and your only hope has been defeated. Exactly. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. And that, and that goes back to the cell, the cell phone thing. Cause 
uh, business dad gets a call and he's like, I haven't heard from my men in a few minutes. Is what do you? Is it safe there? And they're like, oh shit, it's 100% not. So how quickly things turn around. Um, but yeah, this this movie is very heavily themed on allowing people to run through doors and holding things back <laughs> through doors and breaking doors. I'm telling you, man, it's like with Burning with the review of, like, look how much they got out of a yawn. Like, this movie got more out of a locked door than, <laughs> like, most movies, right? <laughs> like, talk about using, like, they committed to the location for what's essentially a bottle episode of a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, they fucking found every way you could make being trapped on a train interesting and dramatic. They did a really good job with that. Yeah, no kidding. And then, like, when they got to that military town, too, I was like, I, I kind of forgot that some of the baseball team, like, survived. So when yeah. they, like, pop out of the conductor side of the train and like, one of the first train cars, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like, they closed off their end and the characters we've been with closed off their end. And they're all, like, stepping outside into this empty area. I was like, oh, yeah, of course. I forgot they lived. And they just kind of, like, they're on the same train and they're like not that far apart but it feels like they're miles apart when there's like train the cars are full of zombies between mm-hmm. them all so mm-hmm. it's i don't know it's cool it's yeah exactly committing to the setting really helped sell a lot of things and then yeah it was explored to completion i think and then you just get that you never get tired of it, but you're also like, as the second they step off this train, I'm going to be even more uneasy because mm-hmm. now we're in the open. And anytime we're in the open, like it just feels way less safe than like a little shoulder to shoulder corridor of like zombies are behind that piece of plastic. Yes. Basically. And another thing, Dan. <laughs> I'm glad you have lots of things because I didn't make any notes. I made very few notes, but I'm just remembering this one now. People think on their feet and have good ideas, and they work. Remember, like, people... I like the slow progression of figuring out if they don't try to attack... Oh, they don't know how the door works. Oh, they also don't attack us if they don't see us. Also, they can't see in the dark, and they're, like, sensitive to hearing, that kind of thing. That moment where, like business dad is like they're not turning the handle you can let go we don't need to lock it and they like slowly let go and buff guy's pregnant wife says they're only attacking us because they see us so she grabs a water bottle sprays down the door slaps some newspaper on there and it just like sticks and the zombies can't see him so they stop trying to break down the door like instant just good ideas that you're like i guess i might not have thought of that but I'm glad they did, and I'm glad it worked when they did. Well, I don't think we've talked about this for a while, so I'm going to reiterate it. I know we we talked about it a lot, I think probably in our first spooky season. Um, Damn. But, like, if you want the audience to stick with a character, the character can't make choices the audience wouldn't make. Right? Like, we, we can't feel like the character's doing something stupid or will abandon them. But Mm -hmm. if you want the audience to really be impressed with the character, the character has to be smarter than the audience, right? Like, they have Mm -hmm. to make a choice 
that we are that we can admit oh i never would have thought of that wow that's a great idea and that's how you get an audience like really behind a character really being like holy shit they deserve to live because i wouldn't have made it you know like i'd be dead by now but this person really deserves it and this movie is full of that full of great ideas and plans working just and it never feels forced it never feels like plot armor because they're willing to kill characters they're willing to have plans fail but they do it when it matters and when they know they need i I love this movie greg i love this movie i think it's very well put together i'm getting a little too excited about how much i appreciate some certain aspects of this movie get excited man what else do you love about this movie what would you uh, say is your favorite aspect of this film? What do they really nail that impresses you, either for zombie films, the horror genre, or just, like, movies in general? What's the thing that stands out to you is, like, this is what they got exactly right? Um, I would say they didn't set out to make a zombie movie. They set out to make a good movie. Okay. Um, I think if I if I could sum it all up, and it's something no one does for zombie movies. They try to make zombie movies. They try, they try to, to make money. Right, yeah. yeah. Well, they're, they're catering to a reliable niche. Um, you know, they're trying... They're, they're making the same fucking movie over and over again is what they're doing. Okay? They make the same goddamn movie all the time. This one shouldn't really be that different. It's a zombie movie, but they're on a train. Right? Like, that's not, like some mind-blowing genius concept right like put the Mm -hmm. zombies on a train um but their execution of the movie simply shows that and like it's this way in like every category it's well-rounded they didn't cut corners um they paid attention to detail um i just think it is rare that a movie like this is made with such care and such skill um and it's not trying to be fucking art house either. And that's what makes it so cool. That's what makes it so cool is it's this good. And it's like really not even like a complex message. Like the morals discussed are like selfishness versus altruism, right? Like what's good for me versus what's good for everyone. It's not even some like super deep thoughtful concept. It's just really well done. It's just really, really well done, man. Um, and also, it's something I, I thought when I saw District 9, um, which, again, I have no idea if that's a good movie. I saw it in theaters in high school. But I remember <laughs> thinking... It's pretty good, yeah. I remember thinking, this is probably the most realistic interpretation I've ever seen of what alien contact would probably look like. You know, like, no one thinks about, like, well, we'd have to house them, you know, like in mm-hmm. District 9 does, you know. And I feel like Train to Busan is that for a zombie outbreak. I think it's one of the most grounded, down-to-earth um, portrayals of what could theoretically happen and how this might look in reality. Um, and I'd say, I don't know, kind of a rambling answer, but those are the two things I love most about it is... Uh, the 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 sort of grittiness of it um and just the general care put into making it um i don't know you got an answer what would you say stands out to you that makes this like a good movie yeah i wouldn't call this like an 
all-time your favorite of mine or anything, but I do I do really like it. Um, stands out in the zombie genre. Respect of the audience, I guess, is yeah. what stands out the most. Yeah. Um, everything feels motivated from from the uh, the shots to the edits to the characters. Things feel motivated. It feels like there is a reason for basically everything taking place. And you're, you know, you're kind of talking about selfishness versus altruism. It's just like COO of train company, super ultra business dad, president business, if I may. <laughs> like he eventually runs out of lambs to sacrifice, right? Like he, he can't just play it selfish forever. Like you need a group of people that you can love and trust and everything to, you know, make it through something like this. People may die along the way, but at least you've got like an extended um, survivability, I guess. Mm -hmm. A chance to like really make it. And he's just like, whatever gets me ahead, I'm willing to cut off, you know, 20 people out of this if it means I get to live five minutes longer without looking at any sort of long run or like human element of who's really like who's worth saving that mm -hmm. kind of thing like there was a part where i was like oh maybe he's gonna change is when like it's like don't let them in they're infected when you know our heroes are obviously not infected and he sees business dad's daughter through the door i was like oh maybe this is where some change is gonna start to set in absolutely not nope big sad i don't <laughs> and anyways i i don't think i really answered your question at all but that's all right. Respect for the audience is um, where I'll, I guess, conclude on. It's kind of funny, like, thinking about this in, like, the grand scheme of, like, what a global outbreak or, like, a zombie outbreak would look, would look like. I like your comparison to 28 Days Later in that, you know, the zombie outbreak in that movie takes place, takes place in England and... That's an island. So if you just let everyone on the island die out, we could, we're, like, we're good. We could like, yeah. try to rescue survivors. And that's, you know, 28 weeks later, explores that a little bit, where it's like, yeah. I think they mention it in 28 days, where they're like, we're on an island. And don't, at the don't end. Don't spoil 28 weeks. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen 28 weeks later? No. Okay, well, that idea, I'll spoil, like, the beginning the concept sure. whatever sure. it's it's not a spoiler basically like <clears throat> the reason the sequel was made is because what someone said in 28 days later is like we're an island like we have to be this might just be contained here and at the end of the movie i think you see like a plane flying over overhead and you're just like oh it could just be contained to hit contained to this and maybe they'll round up survivors later and then 28 28 weeks later is more mainland Europe and that kind of thing. And it's just mm -hmm. like, it is, it was all contained in England, that kind of thing. And geographically, South Korea is a peninsula. And, you know, you got, it's contained that way. And then North Korea has got a very strong border that I don't know if zombies are going to get over very easily. So this could be contained to South Korea. Mm -hmm. I know there is a sequel to this movie, but uh, I don't know shit about it. It might I suck. I didn't know that. Uh, I think it's called Train to Busan Peninsula, which, you know, makes sense because what I just said. But Busan is on, like, the far southeast. It's, like, 
the opposite side of the country from North Korea. It's like on mm. the coast, like the very southern southeastern tip. So I'm I'm curious and I'm wondering like how safe our survivors really are at the end of this movie when it's just like a group of military guys. Because when you see like two women in custody of the military or like in protection of the military and 28 days later that didn't go super hot so <laughs> maybe it's less of a happy ending so we'll see i don't know i guess we won't see the movie ended you know what i mean yeah we'll see though <laughs> we'll check we'll check back and see how they're doing how are you doing man what's up what you thinking oh i'm good did I sigh? I did, didn't I? Yeah. What are you doing? Breathing? I just, hey, I, what's I, wrong? I sigh a lot. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I, I, I think I don't breathe enough, so every so often I'm like... <sighs> All right, lungs. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, I don't really have any more Train to Busan thoughts. Do you have anything else? I kind of thought... Just one last thing, I guess. It's it's kind of weird. There were no gunshots in this movie. Ooh. There was the there were like, you know, there's just baseball bats and like, the shield and stuff like batons. And then at the end, there's a guy with a gun, but he never shoots. So there are zero gunshots in this zombie movie, which I think is pretty incredible. It doesn't seem like we kill any zombies here maybe like a, a few like our heroes do kill a few mm -hmm. uh with baseball bats but it seems like um buff dad to be is punching a lot of zombies and it's like i'm sure this is kind of effective <laughs> for like a temporary deterrent that kind of thing but yeah yeah no no gunshots in this movie i find that very very interesting so first of all that's a lot of restraint on the filmmakers part and that's awesome you know like that's that's really cool that you would tell this kind of story and uh not give your protagonist you know one of the only weapons they could have um i wonder because like so i was watching a japanese movie one time and this might be a cultural catch um but Ooh. uh the movie was called cruel gun story um and there was this character whose girlfriend killed herself with a gun and he kept telling people that with a gun um, mm -hmm. and he wanted to kill himself in the same way. So he's trying to get a gun and he keeps going to these like mobster type people and they keep screwing him over. Um, and the whole time I was watching it, I was like, is he supposed to be stupid? Like, is there something I'm not <laughs> catching here? Like, is, <laughs> is the character supposed to be like an idiot? Uh, and then it hit me that he can't go to Walmart and buy a gun in that country <laughs> it's actually it's actually really hard to get a gun if you that's that's why he keeps saying my girlfriend killed herself with a gun you know like he, it's what and um curious and, you don't already have one my guy <laughs> and I, I saw it in a in another right. japanese crime drama called stray dog where it was just like culturally their relationship with guns was very 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 different than ours and it was really obvious so like i wonder if in this movie it's like none of the characters would have had guns and that's mm -hmm. you know like that's why because like if you were in texas and there was a train of a couple hundred people there would be lots of guns on that train um, <laughs> you know like you would assume that someone was packing and could shoot off the zombies but like 
Because they don't make a big deal. Like, no one's ever like, ah, if only I could get to my gun. Like, they don't even think about guns in this movie. I didn't even Mm -hmm. notice that there weren't guns in this movie. Um, I wonder if that's just intuitive to them. That it's like, why would anyone, why would any of these people have a gun? Why why would there be a gun with them? For us, we're like, oh, this must have been a conscious decision. (laughs) We're just like, oh, wait, maybe they just like, hmm. Yeah. Uh-oh. Maybe Maybe it makes no sense for any of these characters to have access to a firearm. (laughs) I'm a business dad, not an army dad. Come on. (laughs) Oh, shit. Um, I think my last little note is I I did have to point out uh, business dad, his spoilers, business dad has been bit. He's sent his daughter and pregnant mom-to-be on their way. Ya bit. And he, he jumps off the train, but not before doing a cry reminiscent of Vampire's Kiss. <laughs> he does the Nicolas Cage cry from that movie and then does himself in. That was just my... <laughs> it didn't hit me that way, but... It just reminded me of the... I thought we were getting something kind of interesting there too because like his eyes are starting to turn, to turn white and he's like seeing memories of holding his daughter for the first time and he's smiling as he's the infection is taking over and he's becoming a zombie. I was like maybe the zombies are like really happy because they're remembering all the best moments in life <laughs> <laughs> and they just got to like bring other people into this euphoria just with a quick bite on the hand like i'll make you live out your best moments in life so wow. the zombies Holy were the good shit. guy dude now that's a take yeah it's but all then... about perspective with zombies <laughs> maybe if we see things through their clouded eyes we'd understand <laughs> and then he commits suicide so maybe not so much <laughs> yeah but I mean, like, how long do you really want to live as a zombie? You just get that hit of dopamine and like, brain, <laughs> about two brain minutes. flood with DMT and jump off a train. <laughs> uh, DMT, dank memory thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what you were going for there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they give you ego death. Um, the only other thing, like, I, I was kind of... Con- Maybe not confused on. I was like, ah, it's weird they didn't do this, but I'm glad they didn't. They didn't wait till nightfall to make their moves. They always move during the day when we yep. clearly establish that the zombies can't see in the dark. That's such a minor complaint. I don't think it's actually like a real issue. So, whatever. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Yeah. It's one of those things you think about, and then the more you think about it, you're like, eh, I guess I don't really give a shit, do I? <laughs> I never thought about how if they just make it till nighttime, this battle's going to get a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you stay low and it's dark outside. Like, you can walk to Busan. You can walk to Seoul. Yeah. yeah. They'll be fine with it. Seoul's very far. I don't think I, don't think I can walk there. <laughs> Anyways, Denny. Um, are you about wrapped up on train to Busan? I am, brother. I am. Okay. I guess we're uh, ready to gimmick it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. let's do it man uh gimmick of the week for the theme our gimmick of the week is the cultural catch some striking differences that we've we've already noted a few but like 
differences between Korean culture and American culture that stood out to make it a more interesting viewing experience. Denny, what is your cultural catch for Train to Busan? Um, if I'd actually caught it, I would go with the whole gun discussion we had. Um, mm. But I didn't catch that. Um, so um, I'm going to go with uh, I, a way that I actually noticed our cultures are similar instead of different. Um, mm. There's a language that everybody speaks, Greg. Money. <laughs> I was going to say the business dad Biz- trope. Business dad trope. Okay. <laughs> it's It's exactly the same. In 1990s American family sitcoms and 2010s Korean uh, action dramas about zombies. It's, it's the same trope. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger in Jingle All the Way meet Man on a Train with Zombies. <laughs> Remember, you're my number one zombie. Yeah. What's your cultural catch? <laughs> Glad you asked, Denny. <laughs> You're my number one zombie. <laughs> He's calling them all. To... <laughs> That's what he says to his dying mom on the phone. When she... <laughs> mom attorney. calls his ex-wife a bitch. You're my number one zombie. <laughs> I mean, no, no, wait. <laughs> You're not a zombie. <laughs> oh, shit. Anyways, my cultural catch is actually the opening shot of the film. And it is a little sort of animatronic statue of a man in a construction uniform indicating that you should slow down before the uh like little traffic oh that thing was cool i remember that yeah i was just like this wouldn't happen in america but why not why can't it (laughs) just got he's got his little orange baton and his little safety vest as if it matters if he gets hit and it's just (laughs) like this little statue waving its arm telling you to slow down for the ad for the um little road crossing area we need more inanimate objects that look like the jetsons okay <laughs> we need to start uh what's a, personifying them we need robots that look like people for no reason other than it's neat okay <laughs> it has to be non-functional it has to be purely cosmetic it's just like if it's because we want people to feel more welcome in our <clears throat> shop or on the road or in their store or whatever just yeah. like it doesn't it's weird and uncanny but <laughs> you know we we do it anyways that's my cultural catch denny cool what's your favorite line ah favorite line i had a couple to choose from here so i'm going to go with one also at the beginning our um our road traveler that ran over the deer complaining about the stoppage and traffic saying complaining about the excuse of a gas leak tiny leak my hairy ass <laughs> great way to put it i i like what uh, i told the seller on my house oh my god there is a leak issue and my ass is hairy <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. it's not so tiny the ass or the leak so <laughs> my ass uh, is kind of tiny actually no <laughs> go on with your line i'm sorry i'm being the worst right now a real Hank Hill situation. Uh, <laughs> My realtor sounds like Hank Hill. <laughs> Financing. Uh, I don't know. Home buying and home buying accessories. Uncanny. <laughs> there we go. Uh, it's it's our baseball cheerleader gal sitting next to her crush and saying, "If I tell you I like you, just say thank you. It's your fate." That was a great line solid i love her confidence but my favorite line it's very derivative 
it's not your fault. Mm. Good train mm. hunting, if I may. Mm. 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 Good will hunting. <laughs> Anyways. It's not your will. Were you Tim Allen all of a sudden? <laughs> it's, it's not your... <laughs> that wasn't a good time. I can't do it. I can't. Uh-huh. There it is. There you go. Um, Just ask me next time. I'll do it. Thanks, Greg. Glad you're here. What's your favorite um, line? Mine is, it's not your fault. Go ahead. Mine's not that great on paper, but when when it was said, I was just like, oh! So it was uh, when they're looking at the uh, the homeless person in the lavatory uh, and uh, evil businessman says, yes! you you'll end up like him. I like and this one. Our, our wonderful kid said, mom, mom said whoever says that is a bad person. And I was just like, got him! And she just owned that adult. Did you hear what the guy said in response, though? What did he say next? No. She must not have graduated school then. Oh, wait, no, I do remember. (laughs) He got his clap back in. I'll give him that. They both both had solid comebacks. That was a great exchange. Yeah. (laughs) Really loved it. Yes. Um, What's your your Critiker score, my man? Critiker score. I think this is a good movie. I think this is more of a Denny film, but I still enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, more fun than cocaine bear i was like genuinely invested in more of it than i was expecting to be but um i still saw the strings being pulled maybe the hooks weren't in me all the way because it wasn't 100 percent my thing but i still think it's a good one train to Busan gets a 31 out of 40 for me nice nice um well i was obviously a little higher on that um and i would say keep in mind i grade by genre right so when I give this score to Casablanca. I'm not saying Train to Busan is equal to Casablanca. I'm saying Train to Busan is this score for zombie movies. Um, Mm -hmm. And it is a 50 out of 50. The only other zombie movie that has earned that with me is Night of the Living Dead. I think in this genre, this is an outstanding achievement in cinema. Um, You can't do better than this if you try. So 50 out of 50... Uh, tied for best zombie movie ever made yeah love to hear it good justification i i like hearing just like you i like hearing you talk about the things you like the most i was trying Thanks, to like buddy. give you a lot of launch pads just gush about the things you loved and um it's fun to chat about well i was it's funny i was thinking uh that this season for you like your enjoyment of the korean cinema series has reminded me of my enjoyment of spooky season and uh this one really allowed us both to 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 have our special thing. Cause it's the best of both, both worlds. worlds. That's the at least the second time we've sung that on this podcast. <laughs> I'm I love Miley. All right, I'm not I'm not apologizing at all for how frequently mm. we reference Miss Cyrus. I'm more of a Hannah Montana guy. I gotta admit. So <laughs> I used to troll kids at camp because I would. Uh, pretend I thought Miley Cyrus and Hannah Montana were two different people because one of them had brown hair. And they'd be like, like, it's a wig! And I'd be like, oh, come on! That would be like having the best of both worlds. And they'd be like, oh my god! No, that's exactly it! You you don't understand (laughs) how close to understanding you are. (laughs) You're right there! (laughs) It really no, bothered I haven't. children. 
No, I haven't seen the show. Thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> Ruined a lot of kids' day for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Counselor Denny's an idiot. <laughs> I kind of was. <laughs> it and wasn't just that. Am. Now I'm a different uh, kind of counselor, Denny, but I'm still an idiot. You're also a different <laughs> kind of idiot. So. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but it's a more pure kind. Denny. <laughs> I think we've reached the end of the track here. You want to tell... Well, first of all, we were kind of soft pitching, and I guess we can call it live in the ring here. We're soft pitching continuing the Korean theme. Mm-hmm. Are we going to continue it next week, or are we going to move on to our next uh, our next episode with something else? Well, what so do you think? On my end, I could move on. However, I've seen how much you love this series, and I kind of want to give you one more week of it. Um, Ooh. <laughs> so, okay. uh, if, if, if you'll have me, I would like to join you for another Korean film. I think we can stretch this out one more week. It'll probably be a long time before we do something like this again. So I say, why don't we make it four episodes? Uh, you're loving it. I'm liking it. So party on. Ooh. Party on, Wayne. Uh, oh, man. The only problem with that is what movie do I pick? Dealer's choice. It'll be a Greg pick. You get two picks this series because you deserve it the most. I do deserve it this mo- the most. Um, I'm going to go... Shoot. I want to honor the pole. But at the same time, I've had enough of trains. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I love Snowpiercer, I'm going to go with... It's it's a coin toss, Denny. I'm going to need you to call it. Okay. Uh, imagine I'm flipping a coin. Pa-ching! What do you, what do you Heads. call? Heads? We're doing Parasite. Oh, fuck. What was the other option? Old Boy. Fuck, I wanted Old Boy. I haven't let's seen... Let's do Old Boy. Let's do Old Boy. I need to... <laughs> okay, let's do Old Boy. I've, I've, doing... <laughs> I've seen Parasite is all I'm saying. I've seen it. I haven't seen Old Boy. We've done Bong Joon-ho on this yeah. theme already so let's yeah i was i was torn between the two i wasn't sure which one you would like more uh, i was gonna let fate decide but the coin don't have no say it's only me i'm actually proud of us for making it four korean movies and only doing one bong joon ho like that's actually really surprising to me that we did that i did it kind of on purpose so. <laughs> I was trying to avoid that because, yeah, you you mentioned you were going to be watching or you were going to be picking Memories of Murder. So I was like, oh, I got to I got to do something else. So Burning it was. So Korean cinema, we've done Burning. We've done Memories of Murder. We've done some scary stuff with Train to Busan. And we're going to get into the wild with Old Boy next week. I don't know anything about this movie other than it's super fucked up. And it got a very bad American remake. So this is one of those times where we can actually talk about um, if if this was remade in America, how would it suck? And we have a prime example of that here. So I don't know if I want to watch the American remake or just rewatch the Your Movie Sucks recap of the American remake. <laughs> <laughs> but we're doing Old Boy. I'm going to be watching that one first. Park Chang-wook is the director if I, ooh, I better make sure of that because i'm not sure oh shitty titties 
Uh, like I said it with such confidence. Yeah, Park Chan Wook is the director of uh, okay. Bad Boy. So I was right. Whew, sweating bullets there. So stay tuned, folks. After that, maybe, you know, we're getting to late May. This next episode is going to come out in June. It's early June, folks. Enough of June Ho. Let's get into the month of June, the season <laughs> of. <laughs> I couldn't resist. <laughs> uh, after Another June up... ho. Let's get into June ho. <laughs> no June dash ho. June comma ho. Where's my bong? Oh, jeez, Louise. Let's let's be more sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, we're probably going to do a summer theme. Is all I'm saying. Uh, maybe the maybe the hot boys of summer will make a comeback, but oh. we'll see where and how. Are we going to get all wet again? I don't know. We'll see. That's Maybe another one-off cap. episode. I'm always wet. That's my secret cap. <laughs> all right, folks. See you guys next week for Old Boy. Thank you so much for listening. Please like and subscribe. Give us five yeah. stars on things. Follow on social media accounts. Give us likes. <laughs> it helps us feel good about ourselves. Vote in polls in the future. You see what a good poll voting can do. We can watch a fun zombie train movie. So I'll refrain from asking what the best movie is for when you're on a Korean cinema kick for next week, Denny. So Sweet. In the meantime, Denny, just pull this lever when you think you're getting close to Busan, and I think the train should give us a catchphrase. For Greg Work, the legwork Johnson, I'm Denny the Talent Taylor. And this has been Movies for When. We already told you when, but you know what we didn't tell you? What's my cage again? I'm a conductor. See my badge? Choo-choo. <laughs> <laughs>